Back on the big wake-up call and my next guest sold over 10 million records as a member of the Go-Go's. Her new book is All I Ever Wanted, a rock and roll memoir. And we're going to visit with Kathy Valentine. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hi, how's it going? Let me get my one geeky fanboy moment out of the way. I still have the picture sleeve 45 of, of We Got the Beat that I saved up my lunch money to buy. Actually, my, my 17-year-old son. Uh, it's yellow, a yellow 45? Yeah. Yes, the picture disc. Remember when those first came out? They were so exciting when they came out, and looking at them now, I don't really understand it because you kind of get ripped off of the, the jacket and the liner notes and stuff. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. Do people even know what those are anymore? I guess they are with vinyl coming back. Yeah, my, my 17-year-old son like grabbed all of my vinyl. He has it now because that's what they're uh, they're into again. My 17-year-old my daughter, same thing. She's like going through my records like, oh, you have the Smiths. You have this. Yeah. You have that. <laughs> well, I bet you have a lot of good stuff then. Um, I do, but they're not in the best, they're not in the best shape. <laughs> I didn't take good care of my stuff. So, Kathy, what made you um, originally pick up the bass? What inspired you to be a bass player? Well, I was actually a guitar player, and I picked up the bass to be in the Go-Go's because they had uh, they approached me to substitute for their bass player. This was back in 1980. They had eight sold-out shows at the Whiskey A Go-Go on Sunset Strip, and I was like, heck yeah, I can play the bass. Yeah. And uh, I switched over, and it's been a part of my musical career, just like being a guitar player, I just look at myself as a musician now, because when I did the soundtrack to my book, which we haven't even mentioned, but I'll just throw it in there, I did a soundtrack to my book, which is an, kind of a neat idea. I played everything. I did the beats, I did the keyboards, so now I just go, I'm a musician. But yeah. Bass in the Go-Go's was awesome. It was a great band to be a bass player in. Like, I play guitar, and I'm trying to learn the bass, but all I know is Root and Fifth. Well, you know, you don't need to know a lot. What you need is feel. You need to have be able to play in a pocket and, and get yeah. a groove going. Well, and speaking of which, did you write the bass riff in uh, Our Lips Are Sealed? I did not. What I did was make it my own. Yeah. Like I, I learned the songs off of a, a really distorted rehearsal tape, okay. and I couldn't hear very much. Um, I think Charlotte had a lot to do with that bass part. Uh, and maybe the the original bass player had something to do with it, but I couldn't hear it all, so I kind of made it my own, whatever I could. When I wrote in the book, was like, I could hardly hear what was being played on the bass, so I figured out what I could, and I made up what I couldn't figure out and hoped that the band would like it. Well, to me, instrumentally, it's the most distinctive part of the record, particularly going into uh, to the bridge. When I when I hear the song, I'm, just, I'm waiting for that uh, bass part to come in. Well, as a guitarist, I thought, I mean, several bass players started on guitar, and I think as a guitarist, I, I approached the bass a little differently. And there was room in the Go-Go's for a lot of melodic uh, bass lines. So I took advantage of that and tried to always support the song. Whatever would make the song sound the best is what I tried to play. Reading in your book about uh, your, your growing up, how you basically raised yourself, all the personal upheaval and challenges, is, is music the one constant in your life? It really is, and I think like so many of us, uh, music was, you know, soothed me and and kind of made me feel like there was a bigger world out there, and, you know, I, I did, I mean, it wasn't like I was like, 
abused. There's much worse childhoods that I had, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of heartbreak and heartache and, and, and pain and being ostracized and not fitting in and, you know, an experience that so many of us have had. And music just really kind of made it all okay. And it was also the first time I bonded with people. You know, a lot of times when you're young, talking about your favorite bands and your favorite, you know, singers and stuff, that's kind of your first connection with people. And there's just so much that it really brings us together when so little does these days. So then when your band, the group you're playing with, you're touring with, you're bonding with, with when that falls apart or that's taken away, is, is, is that devastating? Or, you know, how do you handle that and put yourself together and, and move on? Well, it was devastating. Not only did it fulfill my my dream of of making it in the music business, which was what I moved to Los Angeles for from Texas, mm-hmm. but it was it had become it was how I was going to take care of myself. I knew only I could take care of me, and this was a way to have security, to feel like I was part of a family, like a sisterhood. It was everything, my entire identity, and I was devastated. And and that in those years after the the Go Go's broke up, I had to kind of hit rock bottom on so many levels and put it all back together. And then the book ends and I get to do it again. I get to do it sober and just, it was, it's a really good arc of a story. It's about being lost, finding yourself, losing yourself and finding yourself as a changed person at the end. Can you listen to your own songs these days and still enjoy them? If if one comes on the radio, uh, you know, do you turn it up or do you switch it off? <laughs> you mean like go-go songs? Yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, I absolutely listen because I'm, I'm, I listen in a very kind of curious way. Like, does this sound good on the radio? Does it sound dated? I'm, I'm amazed at how. I mean, our producer Richard Goderer that did the first two albums, he was a genius because these records could have sounded so dated, yeah. and they don't. You know, they sound. Like, they just fit. It's classic music. And I, you know where I hear us a lot is in the grocery store. <laughs> and I always want to, like, go, that's me, that's me, everyone. But I don't, so. And I don't want to get too inside for our listeners, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't sound dated because you guys managed to avoid the 80s uh, gated snare drum sound. Exactly. You nailed it. Um, and the um, and I know we're running out of time here, so I want to mention once again, the book is uh, All I Ever Wanted, a Rock and Roll Memoir. Author is my guest, uh, Kathy Valentine. And Kathy, it was so great to finally talk to you after following you on Twitter. And uh, thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. It was great.